I'm at a place right now, six months into it, where I'm really proud, but I think I'm in a season of just really going internal. Yes. And that affects when you go in, and I know you know this, that affects every department of your life, right? When you do that hard work like that, the inner child, the trauma, the work, it affects your business, it affects how you show up, it affects your relationships with people, it affects how you view life. Welcome, girls, to the Get Up Girl podcast, where we are making you live your fullest and fun life. My name is Joanna Vargas, and every week I will pour into you with my stories, tools, and fun radical candor. I believe that when you ask better questions, up-level your habits, and get freaking real, you will have a happier life. If you're looking for more fun, more magic, and more joy, you're my girl. This one's for you. Are you ready? Let's create your dream life. Welcome back to another episode of The Get Up Girl. I am Joanna Vargas, and I am extremely excited to talk to one of my really good friends, Maria Concha. Maria. Maria is on the East Coast. I'm on the West Coast. We're both in the United States, and we met during the pandemic last year. And Maria, you are a mindset and manifestation coach. So I really want to tap in today about how to create your life, how to give yourself grace, knowing when you're in different seasons in your life. So thank you so much for taking the time today. And how are you? Thank you so much for having me, Joe. This is, um, this is, this is the first time we're jamming out on here, right? Yeah, we've done the Instagram show, but not the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I'm good. I'm good. Um, you know, anytime people ask me that question, I think of like, there's two ways that can go where it's like, you tell the truth, but like the truth is, could be very raw and real, right. For the season you're in, or you just say, I'm good. And then if people ask for more, we're the inquiry, then we give more. Mm -hmm. I always find that question really interesting. And so, so I'm, I think, uh, right now I'm really in like this very raw place of just being do you know what i'm saying like girl just being just love changes leaning in mm. all of it yeah as we record this this is the halftime of 2021 i think of it like mm. we talking about this last night maria it's like we're at the super bowl we're in one of the football teams and it's neck and neck right? It's an even score and it's halftime. And you're like, Oh my gosh, I still have another half to play. And I'm exhausted and you know, whatever. And the crowd is going wild. And you're like, here we go. That's how I feel. Where are you right now in the half point of this year? Oh my gosh. Half point. Yeah. Half point. I feel like I, I have, I feel like maybe the way that I would have expected to feel feel during a pandemic last year, but I, it didn't, I was like in fight or flight or not fight or no, I was, I wouldn't say fight or flight. No, I was, I was actually, I felt really good last year. Um, I was excited. I was really inspired. My creative juices were going, but like this first half of the year, I think that, um, certain things didn't pan out the way that I thought they would like one specific thing, like my book deal that didn't go through. Mm -hmm. Um, and that, Ever since that happened, that really took it like forced me to look at my life and look at my choices, my career and slow down a bit. And so 
you know, so, so like, uh, I think I, I'm at a place right now, six months into it, where I'm really proud of just a lot, giving myself grace to be, um, I have, I know, you know, this show, but I am hosting a retreat, mm-hmm. co-hosting a retreat in Turks and Caicos, a mastermind. Mm-hmm. I'm really proud of that. That's like my baby right now. I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I'm really, really inspired by it and proud by it, like proud of it, of, you know, something new for me. And so I'm really happy about that, but I think I'm in a season of just really going internal. Yes. And that affects when you go in and I know, you know, this, that affects every department of your life, right? When you do that hard work like that, the inner child, the trauma, the work, it affects your business. It affects how you show up. It affects your relationships with people. It affects how you view life, you know? And so I'm in that season of not shying away, not, you know, cause I could just like, I could be okay. I've done the, okay. I've done the smile. I've done the, you know, I'm successful enough, right? I'm good. I built my brand. I'm making money. I'm chilling. You know, the outside world thinks I'm like great, but I don't want to play like that anymore. That's not, that's not how I want to play. So my goodness, thank you so much. The more conversations I've been having with my sisters, there's mm. more and more of this. It's prevailing, mm. and we're putting away the mass, all the cliches, whatever you want to call it. And even on my podcast, I've been sharing more and more stories. Like, you know what? I'm not okay. Mm-hmm. Exactly what you said, though. At the beginning of the pandemic and during, I was, I was okay. I don't think I was lying. I really mm-hmm. was. I was like, oh, I'm good. This is nice. A little break. Totally get it. All right. Mm-hmm. But at the end, it's this tail end. Mm-hmm. I'm going deeper, and I'm wondering for myself as. As I discover who I am, what I like, uh, the truth of myself, I go deeper and deeper. And I've had these conversations with many people. They're like, the deeper I go, I don't like it. And I'd rather, people have told me, I'd rather be unconscious. It's Mm -hmm. easier. They're like, because this is weird. Mm -hmm. And I was listening to this other podcast, Maria, the other day, and they were talking about that we'll never like reach consciousness and then you're there. You're like, I hit it and you're done. Consciousness is a choice that you choose like all the time. Every 10 seconds, you choose it again and you choose it again and I choose it again. And I wonder when we go to events or retreats or, you know, a yoga class, you hit that like state of euphoria, the consciousness, you're like, I feel so good. And then you, I, at least I expect to feel like that forever. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Ooh, okay, this is like, you just, and I don't want to give it that energy, Maria, of like, it's always like so hard to go, but it's like that journey of like, okay, what do I discover now? We discovered something new and it is uncomfortable for you. What is that feeling of the uncomfortableness? Almost like a butterfly, you know, the cocoon, the chrysalis and you're coming out of it. What does that feel like for you? Um, I feel it in my body and it's something I'm learning to express more within my therapy. Cause like, therapy is like my jam. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I'm learning to, when you, when like I get asked the question, how do you feel before I would probably just say like, I'm fine. I don't know. Like, it just feels like weird. Like I would say words like weird. <laughs> and, um, so I think when I feel uncomfortable, I actually feel it in my body and I feel yeah. contracted yeah. and it feels, yeah, it feels really scary. And it, um, feels very real. And the thing is that with the, you know, I said like when it's so easy to just like put a smile on and like be good. Right. Because that's just been 
that's my go-to from when I was a kid. Mm. Right? It's not like that it's also not genuine. It's not just organic, but it's also, I, sh- because I shied away so much from really showing up with my true emotions, not just for people, like with myself, I'm like literally learning how to acknowledge within myself, right. And like, feel safe to speak up. Like the inner child is like there. And she's like, is it safe to like, feel to like, feel like that? I'm like, what do we do if we don't feel good? Good. Right. And so I think I'm l- I don't really have an answer fully, but what I can say is I'm learning to, to express how I'm actually feeling in real time, even if it doesn't feel good, right? It's okay to not feel good and, and like still want to accomplish stuff and still be accomplishing things. It doesn't mean that, you know, if I'm in this like funk, because I feel like when I, when you, when I do the inner work, of course, I don't want to like, I'm like, I don't want to do this, but I'm going to do this. I'm like, I'm so committed to my growth. Right. But I really, I'm like, it would just, like you said, it's so much easier to just stay unconscious and not go there. Right. It's so much easier. It really is. Um, it looks better to the outside world, you know, like people love me smiling. They love me happy. It's infectious. It's like, you want to be around Maria. Right. So it's like, but if I'm not like that, then, you know, but I'm choosing myself, I'm choosing like my younger self to, you know, my inner child. That's why I'm committed to doing this work. So I'm just learn. I'm really in Joe. I'm in the learning season. <laughs> As I, oh my gosh, this is, has been, oh, are we doing the same work? Are we like seeing the same, we're like having the same parallel life, right? <laughs> and everybody else out there, give us a little hand tap. <laughs> Where I am right now, uh, and as it's been a while, is the triggers that I have, Maria, are that you're too much. Mm. Like um, you're too emotional. You you cry too much, et cetera. And I hear that little, like a record playing. Mm-hmm. And my new partner is like receiving all of me, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know what to do. I'm like a robot, like rebooting, <laughs> going. I don't know. I don't know. You know, like you really fully receive all of me, like, even if it's ugly and I'm crying, he's like, yeah, whoa. And I've never had that. So then I'm also looking at him going, are you sure? Are you going to change your mind? Are you just saying that? So that's my stuff of going, I learning how to receive love when I'm all of it, when I'm good, the bad, the brilliant, the beautiful, the ugly, the Mm. fire breathing dragon girl. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, sometimes I'm going to be a fire breathing dragon. And are you, you know, are you going to love me unconditionally? Mm-hmm. I was brought up like, no, just different. Like you have to be good. You have to be pretty and, and sit there quietly. And I wonder if it's different for the new generation or maybe it's not. I, I just, I'm very curious about that. And it's not to blame, you know, I'm not blaming my parents or people around me. It's just like such a discovery and I'm lifting up. Ooh, there's something new mm-hmm. and having these conversations, Maria, the conversation that you and I are having right now, the conversation that I have with my partner, it's like, we've never had those, com- at least at, as I, for past relationships, never had those conversations, sweep, sweep, sweep under the rug and show up with a smile until I explode. Mm. And then the guy's like, oh my gosh, you're too much. I'm out of here. Mm. Right. And, um, 
And I'm going, and then I start to believe that, am I crazy? Is mm-hmm. every other woman just so perfect? And I'm the only one that's mm-hmm. like, actually has feelings or actually cries. Do women don't cry? I'm like, then, then that plays in my head. So with everything I said, I mean, have you discovered anything with your partner? Are you married? Are you going to get married? So I'm not married. I've been in a, in a partnership for a decade and yeah, we're not married. It's not, I mean, it's not really something that like, you know, we would talk about it. Like if we ever did, it would be a really cool dope party with all our closest friends. Right. But yeah, I don't know. It's just not, I guess it just hasn't been like my dream. Right. Um, yeah. And so it's definitely affected. Well, first I want to say something that you said, like um, you talked about, like, am I too much? Am I, you know, like, do, does anyone else cry like this? Um, Joe, I actually have the opposite effect. I have held in so much I, I be- that it's almost like hard for me to cry. Like, I'm just going to keep it so real. I was on the phone with my therapist and um, I told him like, I had a moment. She said, what was your moment? I'm like, I considered, do I cry? Like I considered, like I was like scheduling in a cry, Joe. Like, <laughs> I love yeah, that. That's crazy. That's insane. And I recognize that, that, um, my, I don't feel safe enough to cry. And, you know, and I used to cry when I was younger, right. Every so often. And I know some of us, you know, we do the, especially as women, like if you don't cry, you're strong. I don't believe that. I don't believe that if you don't cry, you're strong. I I actually think that when you're vulnerable and you do cry, I, I think that makes you extremely strong. I actually, I'm so inspired by people that, like are crying. My cousin is a big crier. Oh my gosh. Like I got on, she's a huge crier. Like I was on a, uh, my a mastermind call the other day, my mastermind and she's sitting in on it and she was crying. I, I hear She's like sniffling crying. And I'm like, what is going on here? She was inspired. And I said to her, how do you do that? I literally, you know, we joke a lot. I'm like, how do you do that? But so I think my thing is like, I just, um, I need to feel, I I'm working on feeling safer to cry and with my, and the way that it's affected my partner and I is that it's actually my therapy, my growth, the, the growing pains has really taught me a lot about relationships, right? Because it's not like I'm just learning how to be good with me. It's, it's, um, I could use what we, I do use what I learned inside therapy, how to express myself, how to feel safe, how to ask for what I desire, how to listen, right. And not assume. And so all these things that I've actually applied to my relationship and we do, Jeff and I do uh, therapy on and off when, you know, when we want to, we pick up, um, separately, separate to like my therapist, it's been really, really helpful to explore and also, um, be able to have the vocabulary to express to Jeff, what is it that I'm going through instead of just like feeling the feels and feeling overwhelmed by all these emotions that I can't make sense out of. So it's, it's actually been very helpful, but there have been many times, Joe, that I, didn't have the vocabulary. And, um, I do this thing where I just want to like, like, I just want to be out. I just want to be out. And, um, and, and, um, the one thing that has been very helpful is like, if there's any resistance in the relationship and it doesn't feel like good, like if, if like inside it feels like, Whoa, this is scary. I don't like this. No, clearly we're not meant to be, I'm breaking up. We're breaking up. We're breaking up. Right. It's like, um, 
Oh yeah. Like that was like, I mean, and it's something I spoke to. It's something I still work through very much. Like it's something I, I'm, I've gotten so much better because out of respect for Jeff, that's not okay to be like, we're breaking up, you know, every couple of months or whatever. That's like, you know, I'm an adult. So that's why I'm working on this. But, um, but one thing that has been really helpful for me, and this could be just not only with your partner, it could be with anybody in the, rela- the you know, any relationship, right? Your sisters, your, uh, your tribe is, um, what I do is if I'm in the middle of, let's say we're in a disagreement or there's some resistance in the conversation and you get that like fight or flight, like bolting feeling, um, I think like, okay, I clearly know how I feel about Jeff and how, and like our relationship. So I say like, okay, Maria, go through what is it that you want in a partner? Well, I want to be supported. I want to feel loved. I want to feel safe. I want to feel happy. I want to feel cared for. And then I think, well, do you feel, is that how you feel? about Jeff? Is that what you get? And I'm like, absolutely a hundred percent. So the logic doesn't go with what's happening in the moment. And so in, that immediately brings me back to, whoa, I'm clearly having, there's some type of residue from a trauma or something that's making me want to bolt. And so that brings me back to the moment of, of like the truth, because the truth is that I do feel supported and loved and cared for and nurtured and, you know, all these like things. And so I'm, I realize that it doesn't have anything to do with him. It has everything to do with me. I was just triggered by it. So it's actually been very helpful, even though I will say, Joe, um, it's not all like fun. It's not all rainbows and butterflies. No, there is like resistance and, you know, there's disagreements and it's not easy to to like have to work through it. And like in the moment, I'm like my own coach and my own therapist. I'm res- we're responsible for ourselves. Yeah. And how we show up is, um, is, you know, is up to us. Right. And there's just so much that Jeff can like excuse or like, you know, um, excuse. And then there's just so much that, you know, I can expect from him. Like I need to do my part. So it's been a lot of growth in my relationship as well, I would say for the better, a hundred percent. When you talked about crying, Maria, and I'm very curious about this and intrigued because mm-hmm. every time I watch somebody start to cry, I'm like, here it comes. 99% of the time they'll apologize. You know, they'll do their eye thing and they'll go, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I just find it very interesting because I'm trying not to judge the heck out of it because I went through a lot of like, let it go, Joanna. Are you willing to cry and not apologize and let it be ugly? And that was about like 15 years ago. That was my journey then. And mm-hmm. when I opened the floodgates, bam, they opened. And I just cry all the time. And completely- have the key. Can I like borrow that key? <laughs> like, Joanna, can you receive mm-hmm. whatever people are going to feel, think, because you're crying. And um, when you were talking about the crying, did you learn that from somewhere of not to cry? Because I still saw that too. I knew that it was like killing me inside to hold it in. Where did you see that? Um, It's just, I think for me, it was um, as a child, I watched my mom cry in situations that I just felt looking back. I felt like she had total control over Like, why is she going to sit there and cry and act like she doesn't have control over the situation? And I think that I was so tired of seeing that and seeing the outcome of her life and our lives and how it impacted us. And I don't know, I think that as when I was younger, you know, you get told, like I was called 
La Llorona, like a crier, you know, I'm a crier. And I think that I just kind of felt, I think I created a story in my head. Like if you, like, what's the point? I literally say this to my therapist. I'm like, what's the point of crying? Like, we got to just keep going, keep right? That's a story. It's a, that's just how I've, I like literally programmed myself to say, I want time to cry. I got to just keep going. And so I think that's that for me, that's what it is. Um, it's really interesting though, because my, so my cousin, she, she loves when I cry. Oh my gosh. It's like, she wants me to cry. Cause that's when she feels connected to me, you know? So she'll like, she'll like wait for it. And, um, it's so funny. And I want to cry for her because <laughs> yeah, it's like a scene and she just gets very happy if I ever shed one tear. And she's like, do you think there's more that can come? <laughs> and and um and I I I don't think it has anything to do with anyone because I will say you know how like they say with your partner like you're like with Jeff you know I've been with him ten years even with him I he hasn't seen me um really like he can't he could probably count on two hands how many times mm-hmm. and I think one of them was when I experienced a really horrible situation and even then I don't even know if I cried like um I, I never cried in public like up to like anyone. I don't know. It's just like being vulnerable. It's something I'm, and, and I, I don't think it has to do with so much with the outside world. It really, like, I can't even cry by myself, Joe. It's mm-hmm. not, it's not about the outside world. It's about, and don't get me wrong. It's not like you'll, I'm not like I robot and you won't get me to cry. No, cause I will cry. Watch, like watch us be in person. And, like, and you're like, girl, you don't have no problem crying. <laughs> it's just, it's not, um, it's not consistent. I don't know. It's depends on the person. It's just, yeah. I'm learning. Yeah. I love it. These are great conversations because you chose like the complete opposite of your mom, mm-hmm. right? You saw that. So interesting. And I noticed that we can use crying or anything. We can use so many emotions as manipulated man- manipulation tools. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed you're like my own little coach therapist. I'm like, Joanna, you were so using this cry right now to get what you want. <laughs> and that takes a lot like, oh, okay, Joanna, I see it. And mm. really discovery. And I'm like, oh no, this is for real. Mm. So when I was opening those floodgates, like I was saying, I was noticing when I was using it as a tool, so it was like the last resort and I'm throwing a tantrum and I'm mm. going to cry here to get his attention. And mm. it was with men, I'm going to cry. Mm-hmm. We're going to break up, whatever. I'm going to cry here. Now I could, I know that I could feel the difference right away. And I'm like, oh, this is such manipulation, Joanna. Okay. You don't need, you really do not choose to cry. But when I really cry, it feels like such a release. And then I, I feel happy afterwards. I literally feel like a two-year-old throwing a tantrum and I'm like, and everybody around is like, are you okay? And I'm like, oh my God, I'm so much better. <laughs> so yeah, I just needed to literally explode. Mm. And when I say literally, I mean, explode. I F-bomb this, you know, 4 million F-bombs. And I'm like, like a little two-year-old in a room throwing a tantrum. I'm like, I feel so much better. Let's go. Yeah. So I, I, I'm very um, passionate about that or curious about that with other, especially with women and, and having these conversations about the crying. Cause I read an article, Maria, that people that do cry more often live longer. I don't remember the statistics, but because, you know, you're holding it in and, you know, it can mm-hmm. become and things like that. So it's like, Oh, that is very interesting. Mm. Yeah. And, um, I could see that. I could definitely see that because it's like in our bodies, we hold this energy in our bodies. So I could definitely see it. Joe, do you think that um, your, you know, how you 
caught yourself and you're like, I'm using this as like a manipulation or something like that. Um, do you think, where do you think that comes from? I'm curious, like that behavior. Uh, the awareness that I'm getting is that I was using everything at that moment, every tool. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to use cursing. Okay. That didn't work. I'm going to use storming out. That mm-hmm. didn't work. Okay, I'm going to use breaking up. That tool didn't work. Like I'm using every card and yes. I would use it as like my warrior tool belt. Crying was a tool. It wasn't, it wasn't chosen out of like a, a true emotion. It wasn't. Okay. True. It's so interesting. But you even like, you had the awareness of that. Wow. Yeah. And so I wonder if, if more women know that, but maybe unconsciously are doing that. They're Mm -hmm. used to crying. So then that's why they don't want to cry. Like kind of how you saw your mom. I just, I just wonder, you know, if we can go really deep and go, what the heck is that? And, Mm -hmm. And I can find, I could feel it real quick, Maria. Oh, this is such a BS cry right now, Joanna. You were so full of it. Okay. Got it. Yeah. And then just laugh. Yeah. Wait, I want to go back to the safe part mm. like when we feel safe. Mm-hmm. And I know when I don't feel safe, I want to run mm-hmm. or I cry or, um, mm. or I get angry. It could be a gazillion different emotions. And pretty much it's like, I don't feel safe here. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that because even with a partner or work, mm-hmm. like with work, when I don't feel safe, I choose things that are not as expansive for my life. Mm-hmm. And uh, how many other things that I choose because I don't feel safe mm-hmm. you know? and safety is very important to me. So I want to talk about that. How about safety for you? Yeah, I, I like you. It's very important to me. The thing with me is, is um my like inner child, my child, like there's like this child. I want to say she's about 10. It's so yeah, 10. Okay. Keep going. So the 10 year old and the adult, um, sometimes I, they like, um, they will like, um, their, the lives will like kind of intertwine. It's very interesting. And so that's why I said when I don't feel safe, sometimes if I'm in an argument or whatever disagreement with like Jeff, it's like the inner child is the one that doesn't feel safe. And which is why the adult says, but Maria, no, here's the logic. And it's like, they're taught. It's so interesting. So like the adult me has to, you know, remind, you know, the, the younger me, the 10 year old, like you're, we're good. We're no longer in an unsafe place. Right. Um, and I, and I know that comes from trauma and not feeling safe, not being safe at a very young age. And so I like, I, I said to my therapist, like, am I bipolar? Like, why am I like doing this? But it's just like parts of me, right? It's different parts of me that I'm honoring. Yeah. And, and then also like as an adult, uh, you know, when I challenge myself, of course it feels safer to do things that are not as challenging because I know what the outcome will be. So if I just continue to grow my brand the way I have, I know that I'll be good. Yeah. yeah. I'll be good then. I will be coasting. And so uh, when I decided to embark on doing this mastermind retreat in Turks and Caicos, girl, let me tell you, I just did not feel all that great. It like, because I felt massive imposter syndrome. I felt all these like sorts of uncomfortable, I just felt uncomfortable. And, and I kept saying to myself, oh my gosh, it's so interesting. And like, why don't I feel, why don't I feel safe? Well, I don't feel safe because I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how people are going to, you know, 
who's going to sign up? You know, I don't know the outcome of something. Again, that not knowing the outcome, wanting the control comes from childhood, mm. right? So it's like all, it like all seeps in. So the safety, the safety doesn't, it's not so much like a logical, practical thing. Like I'm safe, right? I'm not in any, I'm not in harm's way. I'm not in like actual physical danger, but emotionally I, if I feel like I don't know um, the outcome of something that can be, that can feel really scary as to anyone. But for me, I, I had, there's ego involved, right? Because I have a reputation that I've built based off of my, my personality. I'm a go-getter. I get shit done. And so if I would go after things that I knew I could accomplish, I'm a very high achiever. So I know I could accomplish a lot, but, um, so when I tapped into this other, uh, you know, this other, um, business in Dover, I had no idea what to expect. I was just really excited and it came from a place of fun, but it certainly was, it challenged me in many, many ways. And there was, I had a lot of that conversation going of, you know, the, where's this resistance coming from, you know, and all of that. And so I, I constantly do that with myself so that I don't stop what I'm doing. Yeah. You talked about earlier about your body. And when I get the resistance, I go right into asking a question like, what is, what information is here? Is, is this mine? Is it like, did I pick this up? Did I learn this? Like what is getting really curious because before let's go 15, whatever years ago, I would judge the heck out of myself. And let's, like we said, suck it up. Mm-hmm. It's fine. And that only lasted so long. And it kind of reminds me of when we say, you know, quarter life crisis, midlife crisis is, mm-hmm. is it really that, or is it that we've been buying all this BS for so long and stuffing it down stuff. And finally we're like, screw this. And I wonder, is that a midlife crisis or a quarter life crisis it has nothing really to do with like, what am I doing with my life? I really think it's because we buy all these lies and we, yeah. we put this on, we take it, we take it, we take it. We finally like, uh, what is this? But you and I are having the conversation of let's do the deeper work, inner work, Maybe mm-hmm. it's different for others because I'm watching all my girlfriends or just clients at the 35 year mark where mm-hmm. everybody's like jump ship kind of energy. And yep. is it the jump ship? I wonder of like, I've been doing this and uh, I've been doing it like everybody said, and my body feels off. Like, yeah. Feel good. Like physically doesn't feel good. Like you said, you feel contracted. I do. I feel like I'm in a little box, Maria. And it like it can't get any smaller. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And I'm like, have I felt yeah. like that all my life? And I just didn't know it. I wasn't mm-hmm. aware. I was asleep. I was a zombie. Zombies don't know they're zombies. They're walking mm-hmm. around. They have no clue that they're the walking dead. I'm like, was I the walking dead? Wow. And not judging myself. Cause I would judge the heck I would judge the judgment and I would just like spiral mm-hmm. in a circle. But um, the, the season, cause I do want to talk about seasons in our lives right now. What season are you in and giving the grace to ourselves, knowing that we're in different seasons. Uh, it's like my favorite book, the four agreements. And one of the agreements is, you know, do your best, but your best is always different. Your best is going to be different in winter. Yeah, it's going to yes. be in spring, right? It's going to be different halfway of a 2021 pandemic. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, so what season are you in and how do you maneuver and dance through that? Yeah, well, first of all, I just want to say like, 
having seasons is the best thing for me. And, and like feeling good about the fact that there will be different seasons and they're not like the seasons we have in New York where you know what you're going to get. <laughs> so clear. Yeah. No, no, no. It's not like that. Where you're like, okay, for me, it's just been, um, it's really, it depends. It just depends on just where I am. Right. And so I'm in the season of wanting to really care for myself deeper. Yeah. That's the season that I'm in. And I'm not in the season of like small talk with people. Mm-hmm. I'm in the season of being a professional knower. <laughs> um, uh, you know, just really, yeah. Professional. Yeah. Right yeah, I am. And uh, being, and really not apologizing for that. And I think I'm, you know, kind of sounds cliche because we hear it all the time. Like as you get older, you, you know, and you start to experience more things and you see the world, you start to see if by choice, if you want to, you could start to see the world in a different way. And you don't, I think I'm just really starting to understand that our time here is borrowed and I want to make the most out of it. And I want to be able to live, uh, in a, like be present, Joe, like not just be like, all right, I'm on a, I mean, I, you know, I'm here in an interview with, with Joanne and I'm going to like hit my cues and I'm going to, you know, make, no, like, I want to have a present conversation. And you're like, what do you want to like, promote? I'm like, I don't fucking know what I want to promote. I just want to be present with you, you know? And someone would say like, you know, my business, well, no, not my business coach, but like maybe someone else would probably say like, no, you have to like have your call to action and your stuff. And I'm like, I just don't, that's just not how it's not the season I'm in. It's not the season I'm in. And, and, and so I've, I, and also I'm really, really, I feel like so much happier to be free of like this idea of how I think I should run, how my, I think I should run my life, how I should present myself, how I should run my business. And because I realized like, ultimately we're all just trying to figure it out as we go. And life is going to throw wrenches our way. And, you know, if I'm not okay to know how to like handle that, then everything is just going to, you know, it's going to be harder to like manage all the other things. So I'm just, I think I'm in a season of like growing and learning and, and being okay with not always being so busy. I can, I'm really good Joe at um, finding things to do and packing my schedule. But I think for the last six months, I've been really good at saying no to interviews and to be, and the truth is it's as simple as this. I get drained. I I feel like so drained. And so one would say, well, you got to hustle. You got to keep going. You got to put yourself out there. You got to keep growing your man. And I think I'm like, well, if I preserve my energy, I don't think I have to do so much. Mm -hmm. I will be more effective and impactful if I am present and energized and I stay true to myself because I'll have the clarity for the words that I want to deliver that will fall on the right people's hearts. And that's, I think that will, you know, take me on the path of just alignment and happiness. I'm so appreciative for this conversation because, gosh, I I don't want to compare it. You know, but this conversation that you and I are having, it's like, wow, so different than we had a year ago. Mm. Mm. <laughs> and I appreciate you saying yes to this chat. And for me, I always say yes to whatever is fun. Like if it feels fun and my body lights up, I'm like, mm-hmm. my body's like a little puppy. Like, yes, yes, yes. It's like, mm, no, no, yeah. thank you. I'm, I'm busy or whatever it is. Like, it just doesn't feel fun. 
And I'm like, I mm-hmm. do stuff that feels fun and mm-hmm. expensive. And yeah, I'm in the same season, very similar. And I've been discovering, Maria, that I don't even want to show up on social media anymore unless oh. it's fun. You I'm know? so there with you. Oh, you have no idea. I'm so, And I'm like known to like be on there and to... Yeah, I'm right there with you. So you know what I did though? I just like created systems in my business so that I'm not the one that's 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 just what I did. I'm Girl, just you know, I'm there. I'm here, but yeah, I'm uh-huh. taking a bath right now or whatever. And my girls do. Yeah, that. and I'm not one to automate stuff, Joe. So like, some you know, someone would say, "Oh, you could just like have it automated." I'm not. I for whatever reason. It automation doesn't work for me because I feel extremely disconnected from my tribe. So that doesn't work for me. But um, so and I realized, you know what, Maria, like it's okay if automation doesn't work for you. You know, everyone says, you know, save your time, like you're gonna cut your time in half. You shouldn't be on Instagram and automate, automate. I don't feel good when I automate. I don't fucking know if I want to put that next. I don't know how I'm gonna feel next week. I don't know if I want to talk about that. Yeah. And it's like, well, you're not the one talking. I'm like, I know I'm not the one spending time, but this is my tribe. And it's like an intuitive thing, right? And maybe that's not work. That's not like so smart. And like, it's going to be harder to scale if you think you have to, you know, but I don't care. It's about how I feel like if I could, you know, and so I do, I have other systems in place that are not the automation system and learning what works for me has helped me because I tried the automation and I didn't like it. What was that? I was like seeing it. Like I would like, I would like look right. Like, Oh, what went up? I'm like, mm, yeah. I don't like that. I would literally take stuff down. Cause I'm like, I just don't feel like that's what I want to talk about today. I, I don't want to an- reply. Like, yeah. like Joe, I don't want to reply to a, a, a post about like how to find your love, like your, how to manifest your like love. And I'm like, not in that space. And someone's like, Oh my God, thank you so much, Maria. I have a question about love. And I'm like, not in that space. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to fake, I'm not going to fake it. So it's better for me to like create different systems in my business that work for me and they're very specific to me, but it works. Feels true to me. I love that you brought that up, Maria, because very similar to fitness and business, like I'm really in this, some people resonate with me with fitness because that's the way I teach fitness. They're like, mm-hmm. what do I eat? I'm like, what do you want to eat? Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. Like, how can you plan your meals when you don't know what your body will require tomorrow? Maybe your body requires some salt. I mean, who knows? There could be a gazillion different things. And just tapping in and listening and commuting with you and your body and your business, et cetera. And I'm like, my business is my best friend. And Mm. if I don't, it's like telling my best friend what to do. So if I automate it too much or or whatever works for me. And I love how you Mm -hmm. said whatever works. And when I coach other business owners, they want all the answers. And I'm like, you have the answers. Mm -hmm. I don't have the answers for you. So what works for you? What do you want to do with your business? Mm -hmm. I will help you. I love how you said that. Because that a lot can go into that record plane of like, oh, they said I'm supposed to do it like this. And I'm supposed Mm -hmm. to do it like that. I don't want to do it like that. What works? Joe, you know what I want to say? I think if there's a skill to master in life, that's going to help you so much in business and in any like in life is the ability to discern what works for you. Yep. I think that that, because if, uh, if you just think that by you picking up 
that number number one times bestseller right? Because, you know, that person built their business and they have this incredible successful business and you pick up the book and you're like, cool, then I should be doing this. And then you try to like implement that, but it doesn't work. Then you're going to set yourself up for failure because you think that something's wrong with you when really you should have picked up the book of how to discern, uh, you know, what is, what is right for you, what feels good for you. Like that is what, right. you know what I mean? Like you're going to continue to try to like, what is it they say? You could, people try to like fit like a square peg into a round hole. Right. And that's what it is. You're picking up, people pick up all these books or they try to emulate a certain person because they want their success. But what they don't realize is that they work very differently. They are, they have a different history. They have a different past. They have a different, uh, brain outlook, um, chemistry. And you can't, you can't expect to take someone else's blueprint and try to place it onto your blueprint, right? You have different, um, what's that called? Um, fingerprint, fingerprint. We all have different fingerprints, right? So it's like, you can't, you can't think that we're all like a perfect match. Right. So the ability to discern what works for you and to to have to be confident in that your way will work. Right. And 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 that's gonna be okay. Yeah. That is the title of the show. And last night I was just talking to my partner and we were talking about because he he asked me a question like, What do you think about this? This happened in my life, right? And uh, I come back, I asked him, I go, Well, what's true for you? Mm. What's true for you? Mm-hmm. I can't give you advice, quote unquote. I'm not going to tell you what to do. Like, what is it? And then he, he facilitated himself. Like he got, he's like, oh, okay. I know what to do now. Mm. We're completely different. And I guess he wanted me to align or say, yes, you should do what you were thinking. Mm-hmm. You should do. And it was actually completely different. Wow. He's like, oh, what's true for me is that I really don't care. It's mm. like, oh, but I'm thinking I should care. Mm. about this scenario i should care like is it true for you to care and he goes no <laughs> yeah so Joe, i commend you i i wanted to say i commend you for like not like um for not like stroking your ego at that point because you could have just told him what he wanted to hear one or you could have tried to coach him Right. And say these like really slick words, which I've done many times. Right. It's like, Jeff is not your client. What do you, yeah. why are you going to practice on him? Yeah. Like, oh my God. I'm like, oh my God. I'm not, yes, girl. Superiority over here. Like, let me coach you. Okay. Keep yeah. So, no, I, I think that's amazing. That's amazing that you like, it's a reminder for me too, because Jeff asked, like, he, we bounce a lot of things off of each other and, um, you know, we're each other's sounding board. And so many times, I swear to you, I'm not even kidding. So many times, like, good, this is a good moment for me to like show what I got. And like, I'll have like this, um, can I curse here? I don't know if I can. Can I <laughs> yeah, go ahead and put the little E? Go for it. Okay. So I have like I get like BDE, which is big dick energy. And so like <laughs> I it's, it's so great. Yeah, it's right at the yeah. When I have yeah, when I have right that, here. I wear it right here. hundred percent. Oh, and I oh my gosh, I'm all in it. So like if he comes to me and I have like my B, he's like, Hey, I was just thinking, like, what do you think about should do? I'm like, Well, first off for your branding, I think you need he's like, What? I just wanted to like like you know, he just had I had a simple question and I like I'm over here, like giving him something I just worked with a client on. And now I just wanted to like regurgitate it and like hear myself speak. 
Yeah. So I commend you. And that's a reminder for me to just ask. I love, I love that approach. And I love how you, when you came on to speak in my tribe, you said something that was really powerful. It stayed with the women as well. And you said anytime, like you were feeling something, you're like, wait, is this mine? And so it's, I think the powers and the questions that we ask ourselves, and then we ask other people, right? You don't, you didn't give him, you didn't tell him what you thought he needed to hear you asked a question that was going to genuinely help him from a place of inspiration and not like ego driven. I know the answer. Is this mine? I love that question. Oh, I'm so I'm glad sure. that, that resonated with you and your tribe. Mm-hmm. How cool is that? Yeah. Really, they, they that. Oh yeah. They were great women. Yeah. This was such a contribution to me. I already feel more expansive today because I woke up a little bit, uh, a lot, you know, contracted. Mm-hmm. I hope mm-hmm. everybody, Listening as well feels more expansive, a little bit lighter, you mm. know, a dimmer switch, even if it's a little bit. Sometimes, Maria, I'm like, we're not on and off switches. I go, I'm a dimmer switch. I got yeah. dimmer, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes we feel like we have to be on and off. So this was such a, a raise up in my dimmer switch. And what is your Instagram so everybody can follow you or, or maybe if they want to communicate with you when you're maybe you're in a different season? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I always welcome. No, I always welcome people on IG. I, I love the I love the love. The love is really nice. And uh it's ma- at manifesting ninja. And yeah. so yeah, so I usually just I'll I'll reply there. I, I really like to jam out. I have a lot of cool resources on there. You know, I like to give a ton of free stuff and um fully I you know I share all the seasons, all my stories. I'm very like, like I just got out of therapy. My therapist like, is that, do you want to like, just give yourself some time? <laughs> um, boundaries, Maria. Like, but it, uh, you know, but yeah, that, that's a good place for me. Yeah. And you shared uh, your uh, mantras with me and I recorded them and I listened to them on a loop as I sleep. Love it. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. There's some I got good free stuff on my website as well on manifestingninja.com. So manifestingninja.com. Yes. Free stuff. Some cool stuff. Maria, I would definitely love to do a part two. We got to check in, you know, and then even talk more about the manifestation too. Yeah. Like. Let's see what season you'll catch me in on that next talk. But, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show up as wherever you find me in that season. So it's on you. <laughs> I love it. Thank you, hon. I appreciate and adore you. And thank you everybody for listening. And please screenshot this episode and tag both of us on Instagram. And we'll be so incredibly grateful. Love you all. See you next time. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode and know of another girl who can benefit from this message, please share it with your girlfriends and tag me on Instagram at Joanna Vargas Official. I love your DMs. Also, I would be honored if you'd take 30 seconds and give the Get Up Girl a five-star review. I appreciate and love you all. And remember, girl, to get up and live fully.